0: let's switch something that you have been excited about. I am going to stay completely quiet because I did raise <laughs> concerns on your, t- uh, twitch.tv slash, uh, 24. and, uh, definitely got, uh, got put in my place. So I have got no experience with fight forever. Mm-hmm. I am not going to use other people's experiences. I am going to absolutely give you the floor as far as, your experience with Fight Forever. And again, I have concerns, I have excitement, but I haven't played it. So it's unfair for me to have any any say in this topic. So it is absolutely yours right now.
1: Um, It is not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. But what was advertised was the idea of... We are going to make a game from that golden era that people always talk about. WCW NWO Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, WWF No Mercy. Um, In their introductory event, revealing the game, Kenny Omega Name Drop No Mercy. That was the plan. It wasn't to compete with WWE 2K and the graphics department's or anything, we're gonna make AEW 2K. Like, that was not the game plan. Their idea was you know what, let's actually do that. Let's make the AEW game that is essentially the successor to that era of games from 20 plus years ago. Yes, it makes me sad it was 20 plus years ago. Unless you want to factor in like Here Comes the Pain and uh, games like that is like, oh yeah, it was the same kind of idea. For that reason, they nailed it. In terms of what I was promised, What was delivered? They nailed the mark. Like I said, it is hardly a perfect game. There are some weird bugs and glitches that you'll get. I've only suffered one major one. um, We're in a ladder match. Darby Allen fell through the ring. Um, (laughs) So I won that match quite easily, which honestly, if there was ever a glitch, that was a very beneficial one. So I thank you for that. Um, Is there the idea that like, hey, the roster, should it be more expansive at this point? Maybe. But it's something they're going to work on Uh, certain match types. The idea like, hey, how don't you have a cage match? I agree with that. How don't you have a cage match? The thing that I keep remembering, though, is that there is not going to be an AEW Fight Forever 2024. Right. This is not a yearly release game. This is uh, the comparisons more of a Fortnite, right? Like this is AEW Fight Forever season one. And then season two, or whatever the however the you remember when Fortnite did the big changing of their worlds, like you had yes. like OG Fortnite, and then they did the big change. That'll be fight forever, too. The big change, but think about all those fucking things they added and tweaked and changed in that time that two to three year span.
0: But they that yeah, is so their game chapters versus this. their seasons,
1: yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking of was the word chapter. Thank you for that,
0: yeah. No. Um. Even I, I, go ahead. You used used Fortnite as an example, and even if, when you look at Fortnite to begin with, Fortnite when it first came out was a single player game. It yes. wasn't until they saved the world, I believe it's called. It wasn't until they have been multiplayer,
1: the, but it, it definitely wasn't like online PvP type.
0: It wasn't battle royal or battle royale. No. Um, when when they shifted to that it opened things up completely for Fortnite. I have Mm -hmm. concerns. I have not spent my money on it, but the thing that actually gives me hope with this game is the idea that there is a battle pass kind of format to it. Like you are going to get wrestlers as they come in, as they develop. Um, There is talk that a stadium stampede, Mm-hmm. uh format will be coming to the game it's not like oh it'd be great if it was that it Kenny Omega and the developers have mentioned that they are working on bringing that to um, the game so data it's not-
1: data miners on the PC side of things have already found strips of code alluding towards like yeah this game modes being added in so yeah yeah it's a thing
0: so it's what you got if if this game was what you got day one and there wasn't any changes very much like a uh NHL 23 (laughs) yeah (laughs) outside of the ultimate team um even use WWE as an example I haven't bought a WWE game in the past three or four years because they have been trash as far as I'm concerned they there is some playability but once you get tired of that then you really notice the glitches and and the crap design and and the forcing of spending money in the game Mm. uh again nhl 23 so yeah i mean we've been burned by purchasing now when i say we i mean my son because i haven't touched a wwe game really for the past three or four years and the idea that more stuff is going to be coming down the line really appeals to me but it really made me hard it made me hard. <laughs> was- I mean, it's same here, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I was excited to see a video game came out, but I, I just can't help the old experience of what we've seen over the past couple of years in sports games completely and kind of hearing some of the, now is it, it looks like it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And if you go in with the right expectations, you will enjoy it. I just I can't get that out of my mind to spend the eighty to ninety dollars for Canadian uh, for this game to actually enjoy it. Where if I wait a couple months, maybe I can get past that and pay full price. Or if I wait a couple months, I can buy it on on sale and at least say, you know what, mm-hmm. it's in a better place and it's less expensive. I'll just live vicariously through people who do enjoy it, like Toogie does.
1: Yeah, and I mean, for some people, maybe it isn't the game that you spend sixty dollars on, right? I mean, that's just uh, American. Yeah, American. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe it isn't that type of game. Um, for me, it was right. Like again, as I saw what was coming out about this game, I'm like, okay, this this is for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like I said, I can look at um, you know, I, I can look at like, okay, what what modes, match types aren't there, but then I can also look at what is and right. the idea of. You know, an exploding barbed wire death match in a video game
0: is still cool as fuck. That either um, goes the way that it should have or goes yes. the way that it did. <laughs> yes, you have two different settings. The, <laughs> Do you actually get uh, to pick or does yeah, it randomly yeah, so happen? Yes, you can change okay. the
1: settings between Big Boom and Historical <laughs> which is what actually happened at the page. They Historical. have no problem poking fun at themselves with a lot of these things. Right. Um, Their career mode road to elite. There's the idea of like, Oh, you can go out and sightsee, but sightseeing is just you in front of a JPEG. And yes. some people be like, I'm just like, that's fucking hilarious. The idea of just like, yeah. Cause why would you waste time being like, okay, let's, Let's perfectly recreate in detail the outside of the Hockey Hall of Fame. No, just give me a picture from May 2017 of the Hockey Hall of Fame and right. slap it in there. It's Because it's fucking funny to me. It is. Um, and that's the, that's the thing about this game for me. There's so many little things reaching Rob into the Ford? crowd and pulling Rob out Ford? weapons. Oh, dude, was yeah. It? The fact that Rob Ford is name dropped <laughs> in this game. So the Hockey Hall of Fame one was interesting. I was doing Road to Elite with Malachi Black. And I we were in Toronto, so I went out to go sightseeing, and it brought me to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And Chris Jericho <laughs> yes, is I outside the Hockey Hall of Fame petitioning for people to sign a form to get his dad, Ted Irvin, former NHLer, into the hockey hall of
0: fame. Which it's just it's a separate hilarious. argument, but he, Ted Irvin kind of belongs. Considering the bar keeps going rate. lower and lower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a good friend of uh, of both of us, Deeksler, uh, caught a amazing anime reference, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, running out of a building with toast in your mouth is an anime reference. That I don't yeah. get but he lost his <laughs> shit, which is what you want out of a video game. And I will say, if you experienced a glitch, if you, Tugi24, experienced a glitch in-game and you enjoyed it, then it actually makes me want to play a game. Uh, if you haven't spent any time on his channel, he finds ways break. to break every game every. and then progresses to shit on the game for a good half an hour, but continues to play it. That's, yep. That's uh, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn and that's what no. we love you for. <laughs> <laughs> so but, if if you've experienced that and you still enjoy it, then then yeah. maybe I'm that much closer to... to spending my son's birthday money on it
1: there are so many little things um weapons like thumbtacks in the game they have like a a skip the skateboard's hilarious um they have a nike sneaker with thumbtacks on the bottom that you put on your foot and kick someone's face off with (laughs) um there's a football so you can just throw a football at someone's head
0: The mini games Um, look ridiculous, almost to the point of like that. If anything's going to make you hate the game, it's the mini games more than the actual gameplay. And I love them
1: too. The only thing I don't necessarily like about the mini games is that to unlock most of them, you do have to go through road to elite. The game is old school in that way that the career mode is designed to be played multiple times over to unlock multiple different aspects of the game. For example, um, much like the SmackDown mall exists in no mercy. Um, they have the AEW shop and it's where you can buy different apparel, different parts for custom arenas, different moves and entrance items, but then also extra characters, um, out of the gates, you'll have the ability to buy Cody Rhodes because they didn't take him out of the game, which is hilarious. Um, but as you progress throughout road to elite, which I've beaten twice now, um, Once I beat it the first time, it gave me the option to then play through it on Elite difficulty. When I beat it the second time, it gave me access to unlock one of the minigames. Then there's the real, like, you have to do certain storyline stuff because much like No Mercy, there are branching paths and different storylines. So, for example, some characters can be a bitch to unlock, like Paul White, Tall Paul, the big show, in which he features in one storyline in the fourth act and it's a challenge to beat him in three minutes, and that's the only way to unlock it. You can't pay to unlock it. It's beautifully old school in that way. Although Jesus Christ, is that match annoying because his character is overpowered as shit? Um, but it's very old school in that way. Daily, weekly, uh, lifetime challenges, stuff like that. Like it is, it's wonderfully old school, and it's the small things. Like there are already videos out on YouTube of like things you can do and. AEW's game it can't do in WWE's. Um people notice, and people keep finding stuff every day. Like if you're doing a ladder match and someone's climbing a ladder and you're on the other ladder, you can jump from ladder to ladder.
0: Like I small wish things we did like this. that. I wish we did this podcast in video form. <laughs> the fact that we went to because just the look on your face. Like it looks like you're it's back fun. in elementary school. Like, guys, I was on a ladder and I jumped to the other like No, you like, didn't. I totally did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like you are a kid in candy store right now with this game, which I'm, I am absolutely happy. Plus, I mean, who wants to challenge to try and get Paul white in (laughs) in a video game at this point. (laughs) But even though I heard Owen Hart is in the game and you have to win a hundred matches.
1: I think you, I don't know if you have to win or if you just have to play a hundred exhibition matches to
0: get him. which, you know, somebody, did that day one.
1: <laughs> right. Like I, I literally, so literally I have the game loaded up right now. Spoiler alert. Um, and I, you know, I've played most days. I'm up to 40, yeah, 45 exhibition matches so far. I'm right. not trying to rush through it, but literally you can play it on easy, win a match in two minutes, move on to the next one and just kind of chip away. You could have that done in a couple of days, a couple of weeks, whatever your pace is.
0: Again, um, friend of friend of the show and friend of both of us, Deke Slayer, Spends like hours to be the first one to unlock uh V five, uh, Michael Fulmer in the show. Like, yeah, you just know that somebody's out there, just sweating up right. till three o'clock day one, just so that they can post on Twitter that they were the first to unlock Owen Hart. Who is that guy? I don't know. I don't mm. care. But <laughs> the fact that he's in the game and and unlockable sounds like there's some amazing challenges. So. I, I get that this is a loaded question, but is it a buy? Is it a wait? I know it depends on, because I'm I'm still kind of in the wait department, but where where would you put this game at this point?
1: I'll also note really quickly, there are little things that the game does that I love. Orange Cassidy being able to put his hands in his pockets and wrestling as that happens is awesome. Um, certain the mashing, taunts, people the will be of the buttons
0: when mashing. Uh, people no yeah. but like when when characters are coming down the uh the ramp with the pyro and the camera changes like you look like a kevin dunn super <laughs> nerd <laughs> basically <laughs> by mashing buttons and directions and stuff
1: if you have someone in a submission like i think if you put someone in like the walls of jericho you'll hear chris jericho yelling for them to tap out nice. um jeff hardy when he does the fucking Hardy Boy's taunt, will make noises alongside it. Like, da 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 da
0: It's fucking hilarious. I love like um, it. There's no, like, there's no commentary in this either, is it?
1: No, and to be honest, I don't miss it, because Jesus Christ, like...
0: How many I, times do you need to hear JR saying, oh, it's a slobber knocker. Oh, right, business like, is about to pick up.
1: I don't disagree that having commentary in sports games are nice. At the same time... As someone who plays all the sports games, all I have so all I hear is people complaining about how WWE's commentary gets old, how NHL's right. commentary gets old, how Madden has had the same commentary team for like seven years. Right. So honestly, for me, it's just it's one of those things where kind of like the shorter entrances, because they have entrances like the TNA Impact game did that are like 10 seconds. And it's kind of that idea of like, well, I'm not really going to get sick of a 10 second clip, but how many times am I going to watch someone's full entrance? Right. The answer is not all that often, really. I mean, WWE games, it's like, cool, yeah, you, the first couple times you use someone, sure, and then after that, you're like, well, I've seen this entrance. It's the same thing every time. What's the point? So I don't miss commentary because it's like, oh, cool, eventually I'm going to hear them just say the same things over and over, and I'm I'm good. Entrances, um, eventually I'm going to skip them. Um, and I will say, too, okay, do some character models revolutionize the way character models look? No, <laughs> are there some character models in this game that look fucking outstanding? Yes, um, Sting Penta looks fucking amazing. Malachi Black looks amazing in this game. It's that idea of like, are some faces maybe a little bit off? Like, sure, maybe. We I told you this Edge. Edge's character model in the WWE games didn't start yes. to look like Edge until two years ago. Before that, it looked like Urge. <laughs> look back at WWE 2K18 and tell me that Edge actually looked like Adam Copeland. I'll call the you a filthy Maher liar. The
0: superstar Urge.
1: God damn. It's <laughs> the only way to put it. Um, so, in saying that, right, this game, if you are or were a fan of the N64 era of wrestling games, you are very likely to enjoy this. If you are an AEW fan, you're pretty likely to enjoy this. If you're a fan of both, I can't see how you would possibly be disappointed. Um, if you're very, very used to the WWE 2K way of wrestling games playing out, then yeah, it might be a little bit jarring for you uh, that the graphics aren't trying to be as nice as they possibly can be and that they're more stylized or that the gameplay is in a lot of ways a little bit more simplified because again it's based off of a system from 25 30 years ago. Um, but like I said, for me it, it's just it was always essentially going to be a day one purchase like unless it came out that this game was in a frankly horrific technical state, there was no way that I wasn't going to get it. And once I saw that it wasn't, it's like, yeah, well, we're good. We're happy. And then as I've been playing it, it's been okay. We've had um, better and better things, you know, discovering those little things. And yeah, there, there are things about the game that I wish were different or better or were in the game at launch. But at the same time, again, it's everything they promised. And then the idea of like, man, this is their first, you know, foray into this medium. uh, I'm happy and knowing that it's the three year scale. So like I said, if someone's on the fence, I don't blame them. I don't disagree that this shouldn't have been a full price game. I think it does pack the value, especially Jesus Christ. Like it's not Gollum from earlier (laughs) this year, a month or so ago. Like some people, it's not fucking Gollum where it's like, how did they have the nerve? to charge full price for this. Like if anything, you could make the argument that, okay, should this be the same price as God of war? No, because God of war should probably be more expensive. Not that this should be cheaper.
0: <laughs> right. My fair.
1: standpoint.
0: Yeah, um, makes sense.
1: like I said, it's, it's that crossover of understand what you're getting into. Do not directly compare it to anything else because it's its own thing. And Lord knows there's enough videos out there now at this point, enough streams of, like, pretty much it is. What you see is what you get with this game. It is AEW's version of WWF No Mercy. If that sounds good to you, I would have a very difficult time believing someone wouldn't enjoy the game.
0: Fair. Fair. I I interjected too many times for a guy who said, I'm going to give you complete floor. (laughs) Well, Well, no, because that was the idea, too, right? Like, you popped
1: up in chat one night, and you were kind of be like, oh, I heard this about, I heard this about that, and it's just like... Yeah, and then you shit is, on
0: me. <laughs> I
1: did, because it's not about what I'm telling you now in a no, positive sense, or what they're telling you in a negative sense. Does it look good to you? Do you think you would have fun? Do you think that fun would last for a week or a year? You know, right. it, like, it, it really is like, in, in a video game sense, like, I am someone where I'm just like, look, man, like, Dude, the reviews could say this game's a two out of ten, but if you enjoy it, then fucking enjoy
0: it. Like, fair, fair, and like I said, the fact that this is going to be a long-term game, not an Mm. annual game, Mm. gives me more hope that in a couple months, there's going to be more to enjoy. Am I going to miss out on some things that came out day one? Sure. Am I okay with that? Yes, because I'm making the decision now to to possibly wait. Am I going to buy it in two days? Maybe. I I still have to deep dive into it a little bit more, um, and that's why I started this with like all the information that I've gotten has been from third party. Um, right. So, uh, friend A enjoyed it for five minutes and then hated it. Friend B absolutely loves it, and I'm not ranking. I'm not ranking. I'm, I'm friend, friend B. A. Hi. You're really friend A. <laughs> uh, friend b uh, two is currently streaming it for the second day in a row mm-hmm. so it has to be pretty decent or enjoyable or entertaining um i think i don't know if if the idea of demos like we really don't get demos as much mm. as like when i was you know in my teens and early 20s where what a demo would have hurt this or helped it and i could see arguments for both where even just playing in a in a match of Jericho versus sting when they were hyping that up, just get a one-on-one, uh, just to try and feel and get the feel for it. They're going to sell this game to people who will hate it 10 minutes in, but they're going to sell this game or they're not going to sell it to a guy who will love this game for three years. Uh, and I'm pointing to myself (laughs) at Mm -hmm. this point, you know, at full price, I think, I'm just glad that they jumped into it. I'm glad that they've made a product that is a good start, but still is the foundation for something that could be a lot better down the road.
1: And that's what's exciting to me is the idea of like, dude, this is their first one. Like, this is the foundation of it. I'm just I'm excited. Like, again, I don't like if you want it to be WWE 2K23, but in AEW form. The resources are out there to do that within WWE and the creation suite and the incredibly talented people that make custom wrestlers and custom arenas and stuff like that. You can easily do your WWE Universe Mode AEW edition. I started to do that last year, but WWE's game had a lot of issues with downloading characters and stuff like that. So that (laughs) kind of put the kibosh on that, but... It's just that idea of like, man, I don't want this game to be a carbon copy of WWE. It's already there. It's sure. why people ask like, oh, man, I wish 2K would make football games or hockey games. It's like, well, we know what this one company's take on this style of game is. What's somebody else's? Because you know this. I grew up towards the the end of it. I mean, again, there's not this gigantic age gap between the two of us. There's plenty of crossover in, in the experiences, but I am still old enough to have experienced the idea of NBA 2K has viable competition not just from one other game in NBA Live but there was god four NBA mainline titles in 2005 I think
0: like if you include like Jam or NBA on NBC uh like the more arcade
1: like Xbox Microsoft Studios had their Games. They had something for NBA. They had NFL Fever. Yes. Um. They had their own baseball game as well. Yeah. Like that era of late '90s, early 2000s, where man, there wasn't just like the one or two sports games for each you, type of sport. There were handfuls.
0: But you bought them all. Exactly. That's that's what <laughs> blows my mind about current sports games. Is that you only have one option. Is we bought them. all all (laughs) and played them all and if we loved franchise on one we would play franchise on that one and then we'd play online on the other like it's not like we're now we're just jammed into the one box versus i will spend you know if i i ref or i (laughs) i pulled up uh espn nfl 2k5 uh for original xbox which to me goes down as one of if not the greatest football game just for everything that it offered. Now we have Madden, which is a glitchy mess because Mm. it's not quite caught up to where everybody's expectations were. But Madden came out in 2005 and it was still an enjoyable game.
1: Dude, Madden 05 or yeah, Madden, Madden 05 with Ray Lewis on the cover and NFL 2K5 with Terrell Owens on the cover are two of the greatest sports games of all time. And they came out in the same year head to head with one another
0: but they were different games
1: and they jamie were Ken- they yeah
0: jamie yeah. kennedy was not in madden <laughs> five <laughs> but holy hell his inclusion into 2k5 and that story mode and everything made me switch and then was it what was um playstation had uh oh terrell davis was on the cover oh, game God. day Game day. Yeah,
1: game day was a series, yep, from 989. They were the same people who made, like, NHL face-off.
0: So, to your point, like, there's there's a lot of room in, in the sandbox for different companies. And I'm, I'm glad to see that as much as they're two different companies, and we had that with WWE and WCW, um, you know, we'll buy them. Just make them. <laughs> Just make them good. <laughs> make them purchasable.
1: We live in a fucking society where okay, Joe, everything wait. else is, about, <laughs> where everything else is about consolidation. And there's essentially, well, there's only one place to go for this. There's, there's so little room for variety in the way that, you know, capitalism and corporations have set things up. Like, that's just the fact. That's why there are people who are who scoff and are offended at the idea that AEW dare exist. Why do we need something different? We already have the good thing. (laughs) And it's a shame that so many people view it that way when it's like, uh, to quote LA Knight, dummy, we can have multiple good things. And that's what AEW represents to me on so many different aspects, is a different approach towards pro wrestling, different style of video games, and I'm just so fucking here for it.
0: How soon before we see an impact video game? Don't answer that. I don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs>
1: Dude, that's so...
0: <laughs> no, I don't can... even reference the... Because I know that it came out like... What was a PlayStation 2?
1: Um, it, was, it was the PS3, Xbox 360 era. Like the fall of 08, TNA Impact, the video game, came out. And it was, I could talk about that game for a while too. Because no. I, I, did, I did enjoy it. Uh, it wasn't, again, it was the same thing. Like, was it missing some things compared to WWE? Yes, but on its own, it wasn't that bad. Um, AEW's game is more complete than that was, we'll say that, but yeah, I can't imagine. Dude, if we ever got an Impact game again, number one, I don't know if I could name ten people on their modern roster, Um, but that's a me problem.
0: Um, It's like me in Japan right now. Yeah. (laughs) So Crash Andrews what comes first an impact game or a cfl game <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> cfl uh i i want you to get a history but one thing happened that i wanted to touch on because i am a big eddie kingston fan oh my god uh, and yes. i don't know if this is a spoiler or not uh how cool is it that he is now the uh new japan strong uh champion beating kenta uh last night
1: Uh, technically. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been like early this morning for us on the the North American side of things. See, I, I,
0: I, I got my ears up. I, I, Mm -hmm. I digest some, but, uh, (laughs) you know, just as hard as that guy has worked, he did not look in good shape from the clips that I've seen, but he has been doing everything everywhere that he can given the opportunity and to see him hold a title thank jesus thank the maker for rewarding a guy who's willing to put his body on the line at his age at his condition he has fought for this and i am absolutely ecstatic to see him be recognized for it
1: one of my favorites for a reason i don't really know how people couldn't root for a guy like that to have success when you know how much it kind of means to him to still be living out his dream you know so yeah eddie kingston's the, the fucking man and I hope, I hope he will be at TD Garden, uh, because if he will, if he will be, you will pretty likely be able to distinguish my voice screaming at a high pitch compared to anyone <laughs> else in that arena.
0: <laughs> Fangirl Toogie voice. I am here for it. Uh, you want to, I'm sure you wanted to, uh, we've, we've extended this a little bit just because of the delay of about a month or whatever, but uh, in the words of uh, aforementioned urge, uh, on this day, Toogie, we <laughs> finally get to the history. We've, we've yeah. gone through the, the gambit, the, uh, the, the docket of what we wanted to touch on. And, uh, now we get to, uh, one of my favorite, uh, parts where I just sit here and just reminisce or, uh, just absolutely mind blank over why I didn't experience the stuff you bring up.
1: So the on this day is the only reason why I haven't suggested that we go to like a biweekly format, because I do feel like we do well talking about like what's happened in the past two weeks. Yes. Uh, I would miss it too much, but I am still going to stray away from on this day in a
0: sense. Yes. because you have to. I think. Yes.
1: Instead of talking about what happened on July 5th, the day that we are recording this. I want to talk about two different days, and I want to directly compare (laughs) Canada Day versus
0: Independence Day, July 1st versus July 4th. Oh, my God. Canada versus U.S. (laughs) You know, if they were going to put an enema in the United States, they do it right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Bret Hart, absolutely legendary line. The second you started
1: talking, I knew exactly what was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What uh, I know it wasn't where you were going, but holy crap, did they ever do amazing with that feud? And the fact that Bret Hart was booed so loudly and Shawn Michaels was cheered so amazingly in the US. And then they go across the border and it's the exact opposite. Nobody will... I think they are even trying it with Omega and Osprey, and it's not going to hit the heights that those two and WWE give them credit when they do things right. And Mm. they did that whole storyline. Amazing. But I digress Canada day independence day. Not Will Smith. Go. So July 1st.
1: Yes. We'll start with Canada day. 1991. Rick Ooh. Flair was stripped of the WCW championship. Um, this as a result of his uh, arguments with then WCW executive vice president Jim Hurd uh, lowballing. If you ask Rick Flair, lowballing him. This also uh, was the around the time of the infamous I want you to cut your hair and we're going to rename you Spartacus story <laughs> to Rick fucking Flair. Um, and because Flair was the NWA champion and the big gold belt was the NWA title, Ric Flair technically owned that title, uh, putting down a $25,000 deposit. Um, the idea was that you put down twenty-five dollars of your own money so that you would have incentive to not take the belt and run. Well, things had changed between NWA and then the WCW ownership, Ted Turner and such. Um so yeah he he took the belt and ran and showed up as the real world's champion um on August 1st a month later in the oh, WWF.
0: WWF and the blurred belt I remember the mm-hmm. blurred belt and how huge that was at the time they ne- they never said WCW they just said heavyweight champion and, the, you know, the true heavyweight champion and everything. But the digitized blurred belt, the big gold behind blocks of unfocused jambalaya, if you will. Mm. Um, amazing. Such an amazing, iconic uh, visual for WWF at the time.
1: 1995. Now, I'm not going to go through the full card. But ECW Hardcore Heaven I love took place these. at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia. The reason why I bring this up, there are a few things about this card that catch my attention. Um, first was a match between Two Cold Scorpio and Taz. But I think Ooh. Taz at the time was still the Taz Maniac, his uh, Flintstones-esque character.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: Um. You had... Raven and Stevie Richards retain the ECW Tag Titles over Tommy Dreamer and tag partner Luna Vashon. Okay, which sounds amazing to me. Yes, the Sandman retained the ECW World Title over Cactus Jack. Oh, so this was his stint between WCW and becoming mankind in the WWF at the beginning. Okay, yeah, yeah, early on in '96. And then what caught my attention was this because WWE put out a DVD release sometime after the rise and fall of ECW one in 2005 or 2004 that led to like one night stand coming back in 05. And it was like ECW's bloodiest matches or some shit like that. Or most extreme (laughs) matches. I would have been anywhere between like 12 and 14. And my parents, again, were just like, hey, go for it. But if we notice that you start acting like a fucking moron because of this stuff, we're taking it away. Cool. Um, it was a match between Axel and Ian Rotten That was labeled a Taipei death Match, <laughs> And the main thing I remember about this match Was that they taped up their fists Like dunked them in like glue or some shit And then dunked said glued up taped fists Into buckets like of broken glass
0: Yes I And just then had the a match of- I have the images of uh, uh, hot shots where they do that, but then <laughs> put them into like, the desserts, like <laughs> crushed nuts and, and smarties stuff. <laughs> they go to fight. I'm old. Hot shots was a great movie. It had uh hot shots part do uh, a nice little spoof on the uh, Top Gun movies. Continue on uh, July 1st,
1: 1999. The WWF announced on their website that they had signed to a multi-year deal. Chris Jericho.
0: Nice. I did not know that they did this. Did they announce it? They didn't announce that before the millennium. They
1: did. He did not debut until another month later. I didn't know this because the lore of this is that Well, everyone in Chicago just knew it was going to be Chris Jericho. So they brought signs saying Jericho. I had no idea on their website a month prior they announced the signing. So no shit. People deduced, oh, the countdown's for Chris Jericho. Let's have our signs in Chicago because it's him.
0: So how I remember it is uh, dirt Sheets. The the emergence of, you know, online websites where you could get the behind the scenes and everything uh, had... Jericho going to but it wasn't until like a day or two before that you know they were kind of like it's looking like the Millennium Man is Jericho so the fact that but I don't remember them announcing that they signed him ahead of time Hmm. that is bizarre that's that's Mandela (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. it's like the idea of like I don't know if you saw the clip from Money in the Bank but someone in the crowd caught I, f- I forget what his new fucking name is, but the he, they, they show, like, oh, you know how Vault or Gunther rips off the robe and the guy catches it? And, of course, someone's filming it from behind. It's like he has his hand on Gunther's robe the whole time. And it's
0: like, <laughs> oh, my emergent. It's wait, broken. Wait, wrestling is fake? <laughs> <sighs> Weird. You know what's funny? You mentioned dirt sheets, though. My earliest
1: recollection, I got to be honest, it was my mom. Who introduced me to Dirt Sheets, and she didn't realize it. There was like a WrestlingNews.com, or like she Googled yes. Wrestling News for me, and was like, "Hey, I found this, and they talk about wrestling." And I'm like, "Oh, cool!" And it was a Dirt Sheet, like it was That's an awesome. aggregator type of thing. Yes. Um. So yeah, I would have been like, that would have been like 2005. I was 11. And it yeah. was my mom who was like, hey, the dirt sheets exist. I don't know that's what they are, but that's how I was introduced to them.
0: Uh, th- the great thing about when I was introduced, and it w- I would have, I'd put it around 98, 99, 2000, mm. is back when Doc Hendricks and Mean Gene Okerlund would pop in during Raw Nitro, respectively, and be like, call our 1-800 number for mm. <laughs> the latest update on this wrestler. And who are we signing? And blah, blah, blah. Or you just went to www dot, and mm. <laughs> there's the information there. Somebody would call. It's almost like what we see now, where like uh, there's uh, guys, there's websites that are behind Patreon, and somebody pays the five or ten dollars, and then once they get the information, then it's that guy reports that this is happening. So you <laughs> you can get the information without paying three ninety nine per minute and one forty nine each additional minute.
1: Two thousand and two, one of the best matches in Raw history, as the Undertaker defends the WWE Undisputed Championship in a ladder match Jeff against Hardy. Jeff Hardy.
0: Oh, that was that's okay. So rewind at least an hour ago <laughs> where we <laughs> talked about like how cool it'd be if they mixed it up, if they changed it up and like something that you didn't expect happening. Tell me, and whether you watched it live or watched it in uh, watch uh, the archives or whatever, tell me that there wasn't just a glimmer, uh, a hope, a belief that Jeff Hardy was going to walk away with the title after that match.
1: What I'll always remember about that match is um, I missed all of Raw up to that match. Um, we... You know, my parents and I, we went to visit, you know, friends of my parents and we got back and, you know, we get through the door and I I run to put wrestling on. I had taped it up to that point uh, with a VCR, everybody. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Google that one. Um, And right as we got back in the door, I ran to the TV to put it on and the main event was just about to start. And it was one of those like, holy shit, you know, I was eight and I still remember that shit.
0: Um, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have the Jeff Hardy that we're used well minus the legal troubles and the substance abuse and and all of that but as far as in ring success we would not have that Jeff Hardy had it not been for that match because you know you, you a lot of guys who are in the ring with the Undertaker you're a made man if he says that guy's ready and I don't think Jeff Hardy, I don't know if it was like an injury to Matt. I don't think the Hardys had split up at the time. It was just, mm. hey, it's Jeff Hardy gets an opportunity, his first opportunity at the heavyweight title. I don't think he had touched the Intercontinental yet. I don't think they had split up. I think they were still a tag team without the belts.
1: Um, from No, no, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the first ever lottery, draft lottery had taken place a couple months before. So this was the very, very early stages. Well, actually, no. In, wow, that's really weird. They were actually both still on Raw. Matt and Jeff were both drafted the Raw.
0: I think huh. it just ended up being that, hey, Jeff Hardy has got it. Like, you saw it with the Street Profits recently. You see it, you know, every once in a while where a tag team, you know, one of the guys gets an opportunity. Whether or not he wins or not, you know, whatever, What whatever plans. I don't think they had plans to Jeff Hardy jeff hardy what we got Mm -hmm. i think that was just supposed to be a one-off it was just to freshen things up maybe because of the draft they didn't really have any long-term plans so hey give the kid a shot right Right. and look what happens afterwards we get arguably one of the most underdog stories from beginning to hopefully you know he strains things out but In ring, he's been one of the most entertaining, and I think that was that moment. If we don't get that moment with The Undertaker, he's just an amazing tag team with his brother. And to that point, I don't think we get broken uh, Matt Hardy. I don't think we get ECW champion Matt Hardy. I don't think we get US champion Matt Hardy. Like, the opportunity to split those two up furthered both of them. Neither one of them became the Gennetti.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for a while it was looking like, okay, is, is, you know, where, where are they going to be? And, you know, Jeff hit better heights, but yes. at the same time, um, yeah, I, I agree that there wasn't a, an outright genetic of that, of that team. And they tried the, they tried the split of the Hardys like, a couple of times and mixed results. Yeah. Um, aside from that, we have a huge jump because in terms of like mainstream, there wasn't too much, um, NXT had a, had a great American bash in 2020. Who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> in in W, uh, this is very relevant though. In 2020, AEW held Night One of Fighter Fest on Dynamite. I love Fighter Fest, <laughs> which was held in Jacksonville. However, the original show had it not been due to COVID was supposed to be in London at Wembley Arena, not Stadium, but Wembley Arena. That is rather interesting, the idea that here we are talking about their UK debut. That
0: should have happened.
1: It should have happened three years ago, but it didn't. And it's just that idea of, like, man, how different things could be. Like, you know, you're talking about, like, this is a fortunate aspect of of everything that happened is the idea that they did not go to the uk three years ago and that it's happening now
0: right no and and who's to say where they'd be you know we were talking about are they ready for medlife? are they ready for the big time where would they be um had covid not happened and they do that show today
1: I mean, there's a lot of different what ifs, right? Because there were a lot of plans that they wanted to do that they couldn't. The first Dynamite where it's like, oh, shit, COVID's a thing was I think they were either at or very close to the build for, hey, we're doing war games, Blood and Guts right. for the very first time. And then that didn't happen for an extra year or so. so See, being, it's kinda crazy.
0: being Canada Day, I thought you were going to say like their Canada debut in Toronto or something hmm. to that effect would be huge, I think, but. You know, the fact that they'd go to London, which, I mean, Canada is under Brit- British rule still. We're still a Commonwealth. So, you know, kind of kind of fitting.
1: <laughs> so that is the primary history of wrestling on Canada Day.
0: All right. America. Let's move over. America,
1: America time. A. America time. By the way, again, as always, shout out to TJRWrestling.net as this resource. Um, U.S. wise. A lot of WCCW shows world class, featuring Levon Ericks in the '80s. But we'll jump to 1987, as the NWA presented the Great American Bash at the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia, notable for the debut of
0: the War Games match. Oh wow! 87, 87. I was. It was uh, hearing that the Road no Warriors. Concept. The Road
1: Warriors, Nikita Koloff, Dusty Rhodes and Paul Ellering against the four horsemen of Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Lex Luger, Tully Blanchard and manager J.J. Dillon.
0: So was Ellering manager or was he uh, like we're manager Dillon for the and... Road Warriors? OK, fair, because yeah. it's made it sound like the four horsemen had five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically it was managers involved in the match yeah, as fair. well to even gotcha. it out. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. We just passed. I mean, my God, we're almost at the 40-year anniversary of the War Games match, which is Ooh. 1993, the most famous 4th of July thing in wrestling history as Yokozuna.
0: Oh, as the, a, intrepid, yep. the intrepid. <laughs> <laughs> the intrepid. The body slam challenge was one of the dumbest yet- coolest things that they did because it was so again outside of the box they they were on a naval warship yep. <laughs> and they had their guys like this this could have been terrible and it kind of was but they literally had their guys just show up try and body slam Yokozuna nobody could and then the Lex Express or <laughs> Lex Luger just shows up and and does the deed like Absolutely amazing.
1: So um, the best way I can think to explain this one, um, OSW Review number 77 does a recap of the entire thing because this was a multiple hour event. Yes. Where you had wrestlers show up like the Steiners, Tatanka. Um, You had NFL players, Bill Freilich, Joe (laughs) Morris, and Peter Tagley and Eddie show up. And then out of nowhere, descends a helicopter with fans chanting, Hogan, Hogan. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's still heel, Narcissus, Lex Luger. Oh, the, yes. Is the now most. the American hero.
0: I, that, that whole run was a whole lot to do about nothing. Yeah. When it really came down to it, I remember watching the SummerSlam uh, closed circuit
1: at a... <laughs> you got to call it the SummerSlam, like Bret Hart.
0: The SummerSlam, yes. Um, yeah, the SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a casino, but they had like a, a section taped off or whatever you want to call it. So that, you know, this was all ages. My dad dropped me and my friend off uh, to watch it. And we were just jacked that Lex Luger was going to win. Like, the build-up. This was Cody back then. The build-up. Everything pointed to a Lex Luthor win. Even did the bionic elbow, even though it was outlawed at the time. You know, the motorcycle accident that he's got <laughs> he's got screws and a metal plate in his elbow um, was outlawed. He managed to find a way to put it into the match. And Yokozuna still won, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it, it's your own damn fault. Uh, mm. <laughs> but this, it was, I actually don't remember being as disappointed with that finish as I was Cody at WrestleMania. And I don't know if it's recency bias, biased or not, but, but I just remember calling my dad at the end of it and being like, okay, we're ready to go and just, hanging out at a casino with my buddy when we were, well, you said 93? 93. So I would have been 13. I would have been 13 hanging out at a casino, waiting for my dad on the other side of the city to drive. And because it was the only place that was showing it. Um, But yeah, the Lex Express and everything to that effect. He should have been WWE world champion after that SummerSlam. What was, yep. Um, I sent you, I don't know if you can pull up your DMs. Uh, I was today years old when I found out what the the tagline. to. Do you remember that about like a month or two ago? Yes. <laughs> the tagline they gave this thing is amazing. I'm going to see if I can call it up because it's on. Uh, for what?
1: For SummerSlam 93?
0: For the SummerSlam 93, yes.
1: I know what it is. What With is Yokozuna it? on the cover, doing the yes. bonsai drop to the U.S. flag. Summerslam 93. Fat chance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was going through the, the service that I have has got all these old... Oh. pay-per-views and i'm scrolling through it and as soon as i saw it i jumped up from my couch ran up to the tv took a picture and sent it to you <laughs> just like I was, this was like two months ago and this happened in 93 we're 30 years past it uh. <laughs> fat chance with yokozuna chance. amazing my favorite thing
1: we skip ahead to 2005 4th of july the main event of Raw sees Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels defeat Kurt Angle and Carlito. Where after the match, well, first and foremost, 11 year old Toogie sees the match end <laughs> and mm-hmm. goes to the bathroom to pee and has no idea until SmackDown that Hulk Hogan was hit with sweet chin music by Shawn Michaels.
0: <laughs> you did totally not know. Re- I missed it. <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: There's fond memories I have like that. Like the Rock. It's funny because this Raw was in Sacramento. Yes. When the Rock, if I'm not mistaken, let me make sure it was this Sacramento one. Um, the oh, so the Rock did a rock concert on my <laughs> birthday. Um, hold on, I gotta try to find. The date of this, um, I don't remember what fucking rock concert it was, but he did one of his concerts. I could have sworn he did one in was, Sacramento. I could have sworn it was the Sacramento one. Bottom line, all I know is it was my birthday and I was sick and I missed the rock concert because I was in the bathroom being sick. <laughs> I I had a habit of uh,
0: <laughs> being in the bathroom of, of during- missing
1: of missing these things. I just had a habit of it. Um, I think it was Sacramento though, um, that there was that rock concert, but yeah, we had, uh, we had, we had great times, but yeah. So this set up Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan at, at SummerSlam 05 featuring the best the gr- selling the Shawn Michaels' The greatest SummerSlam
0: match, like all time SummerSlam matches. If it's not number one, it is number one B. Like... <laughs> Again, go outside the box every once in a while and people crap on Shawn Michaels for it because it was, it was kind of in character, but out of character, Mm. but like, there's a little hint of Hulk Hogan had it coming. There's a hint of Shawn Michaels did it to respect Hulk Hogan and what he's done for the business. It's almost, it's. I look, at And like there the-
1: was the aspect of there was supposed to be multiple matches, and Hogan says, That doesn't work for me, brother. So Sean right. said, I'll fucking show you.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> like all three are included. 100%. Yeah. Right. Um, I kind of put it in there with um, Cena Undertaker at WrestleMania. Mm. Right. Like Cena gets the Undertaker at WrestleMania. And hands the match to him on a silver platter. Whether or not that was the finish. Whether or not that was what was planned. Like, that was what that match needed to be. I don't know if the the Shawn Michaels Hulk Hogan needed to be that. But it is easily one of the most rewatchable matches in SummerSlam history.
1: The following year, July 4th, 2006. Crash Andrews, do you know... The answer to the trivia question of who was the first person to hold the WWF, WCW, and ECW titles. Not at the same time, but at least once in their career.
0: I want to say Van Dam.
1: In the main event of WWE ECW, July 1st, 2006, Rob Van Dam lost the ECW title. To the answer to that trivia question, The Big Show. (laughs)
0: No, 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 I was having so much fun with this. I don't know why I've turned into like a Paul White hater, but there's just the more he's mentioned, the more I'm getting irate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And our final thing of note, 2015 WWE held their one of their first network specials but it was their first ever network special to air live in Japan. WWE beast in the East.
0: Oh yes.
1: And to quickly go through this card because we are running long today, Chris Jericho defeated Neville by submission. Oh God. Remember when he was Neville in <laughs> WWE?
0: It's not, it's not the match where Jericho had to beat up Robinson to like get him to disqualify no, him with was broken foot. Yeah. Yeah. That was on a raw. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Diva's title. Nikki Bella defeats Paige and Tamina in a triple threat.
0: Has Tamina like? Don't look it up. It's just, it's just a, just a generic. Has she ever held the title? She hasn't held a women's title, but was she, I think she was women's champion or divas champion. Why am I, I putting so much respect on that era? Okay, two things. Number
1: one, if you had to guess, zero to ten. Tamina's cage match rating which again is on cage match.net people can vote on anything matches titles reigns events for how good they think somebody is okay if you had to guess what people 307 votes have rated Tamina as on average
0: yes so I'm gonna tell you where I respect her at I would put her <laughs> at a mid to solid six like six to a 6.5 I think she's been a great worker. I think she's been absolutely fantastic for the company. I think the fans have put her at a 3.7. Oh, 3.8. Crash, <laughs> <laughs> Very good, sir.
1: <laughs> and the answer to the question, uh, Tamina's WWE title reigns. Um, she had eight reigns as 24-7 champion, none of which were more than a day. <laughs> And she had a 129-day reign
0: with Natalia as women's tag champions. But has never won the major women's championship, as I use quotation fingers, being divas or women's. Okay, gotcha.
1: The third match of five on Beast of the East lasted three minutes. Less than three minutes as Brock Lesnar defeats
0: Kofi Kingston. (laughs) Uh, Are you sure this wasn't on Fox and Kofi? No, that was only 15 (laughs) seconds. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, NXT. I was going to say, we got Finn Balor and Samoa Joe on that card as well. And it was Finn Balor Demon. Finn Balor
1: was on this card. Marking the first time the NXT title would change hands on a main roster show, but it was not Samoa Joe. Ooh. It was Kevin Owens.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right.
1: I do love that this whole tagline is Beast of the East because Brock Lesnar is going to be wrestling in Japan. Again, for the first time since he left New Japan and he worked less than three minutes. But they're also <laughs> just like, it's okay because Prince Debit's back. Don't worry. Right,
0: right. The fact that he wasn't the first match on the card and left Mm. (laughs) is surprising as well.
1: But neither of those matches were the main event. Oh, wow. The main event featured.
0: Big show. Fuck off.
1: No, it didn't. What a house (laughs) show match this is. The team of John Cena and Dolph Ziggler. Against Kane and King Barrett. Jesus. That's your main event.
0: Two you know uh, I know I know we want to wrap things up, but holy crap, did two of those guys deserve a hell of a lot more than they got? One of those guys earned everything. And fuck Kane. (laughs) Fuck Kane. (laughs) Oh, have you seen TikTok on my for you page? There's a dude on the independence. Wrestling as Blue Blue Cane, and when he does the arms down, snow comes (laughs) down. Let's go, Blue (laughs) Cane! We are Blue Cane stands on the second Turnbuckle podcast. Oh,
1: God! Yes, we are. God bless Blue Cane, and indeed, we do have to look (laughs) the white things down. We'll be back. Will it be two weeks? Will it be a month? Who's to say? You know what? We will be back at the latest, about two weeks from now, because. I don't know. May, we might do a show before we get to talk about our AEW experiences, but we'll definitely do a show after.
0: Yeah, I've got um, Dungeon Wrestling's doing another show. Moose is going to be there. PCO is going to be there. Oof.
1: Oh, good. You'll get to see PCO nearly kill himself. Oh, my God. It's PCO
0: versus uh, uh, Harry Smith, and I am here for it. I am absolutely jacked for it. Um yeah, it's gonna be an amazing card. And then the week after that is uh, collision. So I mean who knows whether we're gonna do one next week or do one, you know, after our, our AEW experiences. But I gotta get a, a dungeon shout out in there. <laughs> so hey, you do. yeah. Toogie, where can people find you? Because I am now in hiding <laughs> <laughs>
1: Over uh, semi-retirement, at least from primary content creation from old Crash, but yeah, you can still complain to me about things you would complain to him about everywhere at g Twenty Four, and hopefully not on Twitter for that much longer because Jesus Christ,
0: fuck Elon. Fuck who Elon. who do you like more? Okay, two quick oh, questions, and then you can wrap it up. Uh, who's going to win in the Elon <laughs> Zuckerberg match? And who do you like more, Kane or Elon?
1: Okay. I don't think that match is happening. Oh, um, if Dana
0: White has his wet dream. It's uh, it's going to happen.
1: God, uh, that's, uh, you know, the answer. Number one, uh, Kane, because at least I got some enjoyment out of his existence. <laughs> but you mentioned Elon Musk Mark Zuckerberg and Dana White and that's like that question of oh you have a gun with one bullet or two bullets what are you going to do I'm going to shoot myself twice
0: <laughs> if Fuck I'm Mary with those three
1: fucking guys <laughs> <laughs> fucking well, put- with- <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> can I bludgeon the third with the gun if I shoot the other two can I bludgeon the third with the weapon is that allowed
0: that's the Thank you hanger. for
1: listening to the <laughs> Center Buckle Podcast. We will see you all very, very soon. Good night.